Hi, and welcome to the Miss Spirituality Podcast, a podcast where we talk about everyday life from the perspective of a modern woman on her own spiritual journey. On these podcasts, we'll talk about relationships, spirituality, science, mental health, and so much more. I hope you'll join us as we navigate what it's like to be a spiritual person in the modern day. Don't forget to like and subscribe to never miss an episode. In today's episode, we'll discuss the consequences of being you with Christina. We'll discuss the ins and outs of what the consequences of being her are and offer listeners a special surprise at the end. Be sure to listen all the way through to find out what the surprise is. Our guest today is Christina. She is aka one of our co-hosts of Miss Spirituality. She is an energetic empath and our resident expert tarot reader with a passion for helping people connect with their intuition. Welcome, Christina. How are you? Good, how are you? Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining. Um, So today is going to be basically the questionnaire of what has been the consequences of being you. Um, Just like last time on the last episode, if you guys have not heard it, you should go back and listen to episode one, Consequences of Being You. We're doing a little series um, every once in a while where I'm going to choose guests that I feel have significance in the spiritual world or in what they do, and also people I know that are uniquely themselves. And we're going to go through and ask questions and get some perspective of what it's like and what it has been like to be them and get different perspectives of people who have dove into this part of themselves and have gone through that process of self-discovery and have dealt with the consequences and what that looks like for them. Because I think for everyone it's different and I feel like we could all relate to that and it makes us feel a little bit more, I think, uh, one with people because it's nice to know that we're not the only ones that are dealing with that, but also understanding others and what they may be going through because I don't think it's always apparent what they might be experiencing and the, the trials and also the benefits of really embracing who you are. So thanks, Christy, for being vulnerable and sharing what it's been like and and coming on today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Okay, so we're gonna start with our first question, mm-hmm. which is the main topic, and what have been some of the consequences of being you? Um, I would say one major uh, consequence is my personality. I think that I would consider myself more of like an introvert, Mm -hmm. um, empathic, and leaning more to the intuitive. So I look at the world in that way, but I think that it's you're, you're more celebrated if you're an extrovert. Uh, 
just out there bold like go-getter and I'm not that way so that has kind of um, affected me in terms of expressing myself mm -hmm. because I feel like I'm not accepted in every situation for instance like work when I was looking for work a lot of the times during interviews people would look for those qualities in people and I guess the consequence of being myself was that I was overlooked a lot of the time. Yeah. And um, that was hard. That was hard to accept, but I think that the people that did give me a chance saw that I had more to me than just what was at face value in terms of what they thought, you know, was what they wanted to see, like, up front. Mm -hmm. um, so do you feel like part of like your personality of being an empath mm -hmm. goes along with maybe being a bit more introverted yes definitely introverted introspective um not i'm not much of a let's say much of a talker all the time like mm -hmm. um but I talk a lot internally and I, within myself. So I think that a lot of the times it's hard for me to make connections because I feel that, again, it comes off as being like maybe like stuck up or being not interested, not interested in, in conversation with people. So, yeah. And it's not at all that you don't have things to say, but maybe part of it is like you won't say things if mm -hmm. you don't want to feel welcome to or that like if you don't have anything to say there's a lot more going on in your mind your thinker right. yes. yeah and sometimes people can assume that that means that you're not present or something mm -hmm. or I don't have anything to say but a lot of times I'm not ready to say it or right. express it so it comes off as either not being aloof uh huh. Or being standoffish, but that's not always the case. Right. So I guess the consequence of that is, I guess people don't take the time, get to know me, or to see what I have to offer, or even just to see who I am as a person. Yeah. So it's it's tough, and in, in terms of relationships and connections. Yeah. Like what they say is uh, loud mouths get fed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I can see that, in, you know, in career and jobs and, you know, a lot of businesses like forward mm -hmm. confrontational people. Right. As opposed to what we were talking about earlier was like more stoic people who are not necessarily competing. They just hold a space. Mm hmm. So in relationships, like, how do you feel that you as an individual have, you know, being true to yourself and your nature without trying to pretend to be somebody you're not, how do you feel like you've dealt or what kind of consequences do you see? We talked a little bit just a few minutes ago, but mm -hmm. like in what ways have you seen that play out in your life? Um, I, I, in relationships, I feel that I date men, mm -hmm. you know, so um, 
men have a way of not all men but the men in a general sense like have this way of way of like uh wanting to protect or to um and in in the opposite sense like control Mm -hmm. and for me like i do things on a whim like i'm more intuitive so it's like i'll do things this way or that way it doesn't really matter certain things don't have to be in a specific order yeah for instance like if i want to like eat cake for breakfast like i'll do that mm-hmm. but i think sometimes and and when other people see that with partners see that weird way of being like your quirks if they question it it's like that's weird why do you do that that way mm-hmm. or you know like oh that's done wrong why don't you do it this way this makes more sense yeah and I, f- I feel that it's when partners would do that I felt like they weren't accepting that I just do things the way I do them mm-hmm. you know and that, that I feel comfortable doing them that way even though it may not make sense for them and I feel, I feel that a lot of the times they want to change me or they want to um, tell me how to do things to better myself. Or the better way of doing things. Right. Yeah. Right. So I just feel that it, it would create conflict. That's interesting. I kind of, I like the idea of eating cake for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Like some people doesn't bother, but then some people like to do things in a specific way and yeah. That's such an interesting point, too, because I feel like that really is truly part of how some people, especially empathic people, I don't think that's ever been talked about how they live, they may live their life more intuitively than most people. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of freeing. Yeah. And in these cases, it's not like you're even asking for recognition about how free you're living your life Mm -hmm. it's literally just how you are Mm -hmm. but it is freeing Mm -hmm. to not be confined by the idea that you couldn't do something that yeah i just didn't even question it's not like oh should i should i not yeah in terms of like doing things for others sometimes i would question it but like for myself i would just yeah Mm -hmm. just do things on a a lot of the times on the whim too And I also feel like a lot of creatives feel that way. Mm -hmm. Like they don't even think twice about these minor ways that they live their life. You know, you would you would associate the idea of someone who's um, very calculated or seems to be very mindful Mm -hmm. and the way that they move um, to be more particular. But that's not even the case. And it's not that you don't have your ways, but it, that's interesting that you it's actually the contrary. Mm-hmm. You're moving in more of a fluid way for you. And I could see where that could be misinterpreted, underestimated, especially if you're not announcing it. Right, right. Yeah, that's. I guess that's the difference is that I'm not announcing myself. And I feel, I feel the need that I don't have to, you know? Right. It's just like, well, you notice it when you notice it. It's, it's not a big deal if you don't, you know? It's not even for that reason. Right, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There are people who do it for that reason. <laughs> but I think it's interesting. I mean, I'm not saying one way is better than the other. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just not... You're not, not looking not for confirmation that. for that. No, not that stuff. 
I mean, yeah, not that at all. Yeah, because it's your life, like the way that you move and the way that you engage. And I can see where that is a problem in relationships too. Do you find it to be an issue in connecting with people, like friendships? as much I'd say mm-hmm. I think for relationships more but friendships I guess connecting with people it's it's hard because I guess going back to like the more like introvert quiet side of myself I think it is a little bit more difficult because I may be more passive in terms of opening up to people I may wait or I may take my time and sometimes people don't have patience okay this person doesn't open up so I'm not gonna make the effort to like be patient with this person so I guess it affects it in that way yeah but then there are people that do over time yeah do you get that a lot where people are like oh I had no idea like Mm -hmm. you were this funny or I had no idea that they do have a lot of preconceived like notions of how I would be mm-hmm. you know and again I don't necessarily like show certain sides of myself right up you know right away yeah like my humor I don't necessarily show up front I think I'm becoming a little bit more comfortable with that but I, I don't show everything right away so I think because I don't people will insert their perspective or their assumptions right of who you how they believe you to be it's like a treasure they don't know they have to dig for it that's that's a really good point what do you feel here's a question for everyone because there's you know there's a difference when people make assumptions about you Mm -hmm. and they're just assuming that maybe they're taking from the little that they've seen making an opinion about you um and there's a difference between that and incorrect assumptions where that's not true at all yes so what have been let's say some of your top let's say top three if even if you have that if not that's fine or top incorrect assumptions that you feel have been made about you one that i had recent was um, that I'm kind of a goody two-shoe or conservative. <laughs> like I never do anything off the cuff or I'm just like so put together. Uh-huh. <laughs> I come, maybe I come off that way because I'm so like... You move in silence. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, she would never do this. And she could never bend these rules or she could never swear you know just like weird things like that I think yeah. it's like like no like, oh, no yeah people think I'm uptight I think is a major thing and I'm not at all yeah not at all uptight but maybe I come off that way I don't know <laughs> um third one would be that I'm so yeah again uptight or like um not funny or serious not serious. And you're, you got a really good sense of humor. <laughs> you're really funny. In a, in a quirky way, too. Yeah. It's not even, like, traditional. Right. Super quirky. Like, we have, you know, and I can speak on that because I know you that well. Like, 
some really funny, even sometimes dark humor. <laughs> yeah, and th that's people would never think of that in me, you know, like to have dark humor. We were the most rebellious, which is funny. Mm -hmm. That that's an assumption that they would never. Which is not a, always a bad thing to like, and I guess it's part of it too, is that it's not a matter of changing how you are because there's no, like the whole point to this is that it's not because something's incorrect and it's not a matter of feeling like you gotta change for them. Right, right. It's just a matter of funny, it's just a matter of fact that mm -hmm. these are things that are also true. Right, yeah that these two things can actually exist in the same person. And so, what are some other ways that you've dealt with the consequences of being you? I, I think I learned, like for instance, like I'll, I'll use the example of tarot reading and like read, reading tarot, mm -hmm. is that I like to do things intuitively. Like I'll learn like the, the, the book, by the book, you know, stuff. Mm -hmm. first but I, I like to like like I do readings intuitively so I like to pull from that over like what it means by the book I'll mm -hmm. still use it as a base but I'll, I'll go with intuition and I think I do that a lot with everything like even when I'm creating something mm -hmm. I'd be like oh this looks good or I feel this this looks good together like if I'm let's say if I'm doing a if I'm styling something, because I like fashion. And Christina's too. main, she went to school for merchandising and fashion, so mm -hmm. it is something that you do quite a bit in what you do for work and mm -hmm. how you, that is one of your great skills, so. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'll just, I'll just pull things together intuitively, mm -hmm. and it's not just, it's just, information that I've gathered but it's not like oh what what's what is the the colors of the spring or what are the silhouettes and mm -hmm. I'm just like I'm just gonna pull this together if this looks good I, I then it looks good and I think that that's intuitive but I also feel that the consequence of that is that um it's not for everyone sometimes or do you get pushback on your stylings because I, I feel like you have past. like really great style. I don't think there's ever a time that you don't go out that people aren't like impressed yeah. by your style. So that's interesting. You got yeah, like because it's not following the technical. No, not any technical. And not everybody could pull and have like just throw things on. But right. like you have background, and but also even before that, you had great styles. So that's interesting. Or even like questions, because you know, like also because of that, like I'm not. In, in terms of my own personal style, I wouldn't consider it one thing or another, and I could go from being sporty to being vintage to being like whatever. All combined, all those two, three things together. Mm -hmm. But sometimes people, obviously, like when you make, um, when you when you go out of your way or extend yourself in terms of fashion, like okay, let me try something different. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people will, will see that and they're questioning, like oh. They'll either love it or hate it, you know. And that's how you fashion. know you're good at fashion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh. You make her, like, they have, like, an opinion. Yeah. Which, and there means that they're watching you, too. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. stylized. Right. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, I get both in terms of that. Um, and 
intuition. I think intuition also takes time to develop and to like to process. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like what I mean by that is like um, like intuition is in a weird way I would relate it to it's not exactly but like channeling mm-hmm. when you're channeling something it's like when people use the term channeling like in a whatever mm-hmm. it's a, a stream that takes time and understanding so it's just a, it's a and it's connected to a feeling for me so it's like if something feels good or, or feels right even if it's a visual thing or a, like a, I don't know. it's interesting because it sounds to me like the things that you that are so normal to you may not be normal to other people so mm-hmm. how visual things can invoke feeling for you I think is the it's the receptivity of an artist mm-hmm. that's that but the way that it's I guess the language expresses itself to you so like not everybody has that access to look at something and feel it right right yeah and I think that's maybe not something that everyone could relate to you like like that uh, clothing or you know design Mm -hmm. or even art can invoke a feeling yeah it's not true for everyone no that is very true I have experience like like looking at a artwork and being emotional over it, and, mm-hmm. and to some people that might sound strange, it's like, well, what, what like they'll, I have had people question like, why are you crying or why is it sad for you? And it's just sometimes it's not even like your brain is like it's not one even particular thing. It's a feeling before uh, it registers, right? As what what am I looking at? What about this artwork? energetic just, right. feeling it's is passing yeah that doesn't have words yet for it yes. to express it to other people and that is I think why we call you you know the empath like we all have empathic abilities but I think the language and the sensitivity you have to experiencing things mm-hmm. is another level yeah so that is also a consequence of being mm-hmm. you so that means like it's not even because that you know we spent time with you obviously growing up but like it doesn't it's not available to everyone in that regard so it's why i think your relationship with your intuition is so strong is because you have a relationship with your um emotions and your sensitivity like you already have that language with you mm-hmm. and you're able to process it yeah. so I feel like that's you know for better or worse mm-hmm. yeah you know part of being who you are and your skill yeah. Yeah. so um, how are some of the ways because that can be overwhelming and it really does dictate the way that you move in the world, mm-hmm. right? It dictates the way that you engage with things. And, you know, if you were to explain that to everybody, everybody wouldn't logically understand no. it. And a lot of times they, they 
don't. And that's difficult, you know. So we talked about how do you deal with that when you're like in those modes? And I feel like they're very authentic and vulnerable places. Like you move from a very authentic and vulnerable state and it's like you you just naturally do and it's Mm -hmm. not even intentional that you're Mm -hmm. trying to be so deep all the time but it can be that way yeah so how do you deal with that being you and and like maybe having people misperceive you or feeling deep deeply about things or you know kind of moving intuitively and moving against the grain how have you found a way of like I guess coping or dealing or mm-hmm. you know moving through the world with that I would say and I still do this but I would say in the beginning I would hide it mm-hmm. or like find a private place to like express it mm-hmm. or pretend I'm not that way you know sensitive just like oh I would probably just appear like they use the word stoic just like I'm just gonna appear like nothing phases me because it's easier that way but I would say now um, I tried not to I tried to express it to people because I feel like like I would rather people understand whether they're or not they're comfortable with me like for instance like being emotional mm-hmm. I, I still want to express myself so they understand who I really am right. as a person and that makes me feel comfortable it's it's awkward at, at times because it's like well not everybody can receive you that's very true yeah. because I feel like as someone who is so in tune with your emotions, mm-hmm. there is a vast majority of people who are not okay having emotions mm-hmm. and they become so uncomfortable, mm-hmm. like they don't know what to do with themselves. No. And it makes you feel uncomfortable. So it's like, so geez. weird because I feel like that's more unnatural because they're like literally bottling it up. So like to be around someone who's vulnerable enough to or someone who's expressing that, like, they don't know what to do with that. Yeah, and sometimes they, they think of it as a weakness, like, oh, you're you're expressing your vulnerability, or you're or you're admitting that. It's like, yeah, that's why not? Like, that's just, that's me. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy how how weak people are, and how they haven't. And when I say weak, I mean like they're they're exercising the ability to exercise their emotional strength to receive or give is very weak. Mm-hmm. Because again, people are very much drawn to the idea of not doing so. Like that is the reward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and, true. Like you you've restricted yourself for so long, or like. Now you 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 uh, deserve an award. For yeah, that. for not responding. That's crazy. Yeah. So we've gone through some of the issues and the consequences and the troubles of you know 
and the ways that you've coped with being you. And now we'll go to a good part. And that's what are the benefits of being you? Yeah, that's it. I think the benefits of being me or being an introvert or empath is that when I express that openly, I think it allows other people to feel okay in expressing that as well. Yes. Like some people, for instance, when I'm emotional or they um, or cry, sometimes it, it actually makes the other person feel comfortable. Either they cry or they feel more like, oh, wow, you're human. Like you're, you're showing a vulnerable side of yourself. Like, even if that person is struggling with that, they, a lot of the times, I want to say the majority of the time, I, I feel like people are accepting mm-hmm. and like feel like, okay, well, I can express that to you too. Yeah. You know, it's like a mutual thing. It's, it's yeah, it's creating like a, a vulnerability for both of you. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel watching you that I my theory is that like when you are vulnerable around people mm-hmm. like I've watched you channel their emotions for them mm-hmm. so you will have like a very like straight-faced person especially when you do your tarot card readings in front of you trying their best to like be you know have a poker face and be very like nonchalant and then they just completely either they break down mm-hmm. or you break down and you can see it in their face that they're releasing that emotions almost like they don't have the courage to so you've unblocked it for them and you've allowed them to move into that relief because you're releasing it for them because they in their physical self won't allow themselves that Mm -hmm. ability to do that Mm -hmm. and that's really powerful and every time you've done like a couple readings that you have done like it's been pretty profound for people Mm. like they will always cry (laughs) (laughs) and i feel like that is like that cry where like you knew it was in there they walked in having no idea and it's not even the whole i think because you get real like and that's like a process of like being able to unblock people's emotional stagnancy by facing the truth with them, that's a big deal. And not everybody could do that. And only people that are able to receive emotions can hold space for that. Because a lot of people cannot. Yeah. I mean, again, it's not always easy because it could be so cathartic, but I think that but I also think in a world full of like, straight face, non-emotional, don't show your emotions to like... Apathetic. Yeah. That's selfish. <laughs> like, wow. Like, you know, like, human. there's some real human emotion there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a good takeaway. And your great sense of style. And your ability to find vintage stuff. Yeah. Maybe that's all tied into that too. Because that's what our other sister Carolina has said about you. Like, 
your ability to read energy from people translates from just that like being highly empathic doesn't just mean people because mm-hmm. we put energy into our objects sometimes mm-hmm. so you find things really super easily because the energy still exists within those objects so you yeah. and vintage actually go together very well as, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as like you being able to find clothing and like all kinds of stuff so you you can feel the soul in these things Mm -hmm. which is really cool gravitate for them for that yeah you'll find them in the middle of (laughs) (laughs) thrifting and like you know scavenging through all the stuff like you'll find crazy stuff which is nice you know yeah so there's more to just being like there's more ability to that than just like yes yeah feeling emotion like That's you true. find things you're able to yeah. sense things from far away mm-hmm. and you're also able to what i feel that we've talked about is you're also able to go off grid like energetically from people mm-hmm. i think that also is being highly sensitive i think that's mm-hmm. a, a little accessory there yeah where it's like you can become so still that like people won't find you yeah like you're invisible I'm like, oh my god, I know you're so yeah. <laughs> You make a good spy. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Or like, um, and even in spaces, like energetically reading a space. Mm, yes. Interesting. Yeah. Really. you're good with spaces too like organizing your space that's another thing moving spaces around like you can do that yeah which is quite interesting because it's hard to navigate the space that you're in Mm -hmm. like there's more complexity to your environment than just being a box right yeah it's not everybody could do that but that's because you're sensitive to the space itself Mm -hmm. so that's like another benefit to that you yeah. know how to like position stuff which is like very feng shui mm-hmm. but it's like yeah. comes natural to you yeah yeah i guess so that's true and you read tarot card very well <laughs> right yeah it's really fun <laughs> and then you do as a intuitive you build relationships with each tarot deck too like you know like the energy and mm-hmm the energy that's put into creating a tarot deck and then you, you build a relationship with that. Yeah, and then it goes into like being creative and even even if I wanted to paint or like write, it's all based off of that. And music. Music, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Being able to navigate that energy emotionally is, is such a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. So I think it's nice to kind of see the benefits of that especially for empathic people who could be struggling with the overwhelming mm. you know that's another good point oh, the evil as a empathetic sensitive person you tend to be overwhelmed a lot mm-hmm. so I think that's a good way to like soothe that is through music art you know space What is, I guess, you know, that's some great advice there. Like, what is some more advice you'd give to someone who is struggling with feeling overwhelmed because they are hyper-empathic? Like, 
or feel like it's a negative thing mm -hmm. or also advice for loved ones who have empathic people in their lives mm -hmm. and maybe that it's not something an empathic like partner or family member can express very well like what can they do to support their significant other or family member or loved one is ultimately to just kind of accept them mm -hmm. and don't feel like you need to fix them or change them or just give them the space to express themselves mm -hmm. um, but really take what they're saying empathetic feeling overwhelmed I would say again with that the same ideas accept your feelings don't feel like you have to hide them don't feel like you have to change and just receive that as and I guess believe in it as a gift rather than oh no like I'm just sensitive and this is horrible but then also be aware like I was saying like of your surroundings be aware of what you surround yourself with what you're watching what you're hearing mm. your environment if things are too loud if things are too crowded if, if, if someone's in a, in a bad mood bad energy like don't take that on just kind of or remove yourself if, if you if you don't feel comfortable like always you know remember to you have um control over what what you're need to remove yourself from a situation or a space don't feel bad to do so right yeah. that's really good advice because I feel people could put themselves like mm -hmm. last in those situations yeah especially being empaths <laughs> awesome thank you Christy yeah. thanks for joining us and it's really good advice and kind of sharing I think people will learn a lot from that you know and maybe tap into their own abilities and skills and their artist like artistic sense um and kind of might try some of these things the next time they're in a thrift store or <laughs> vintage <laughs> shopping or maybe even with their you know their hand at these skills because i feel like empathic people make really good readers um mm -hmm. and energy readers especially so don't take those things for granted and you're right like and learn to trust your intuition because if you are a sensitive person your intuition is probably pretty strong mm -hmm. um yes so thank you again for all the advice and joining us today and um as a little treat from christina and myself knowing now how you know strong of an empath she is and a strong tarot reader we are going to do a little tarot card pull for everyone so that'll be um on video and audio so stay tuned for that and thanks again yeah thanks for having me bye, bye.